Do you know what your partner's up to when you're away and they're all alone? No, what? They're listening to the Screw Podcast, of course. What's that? Mm, sit back, relax, and listen. You're all gasmatics. You're all gasmatics. Sneaking in the back door with dirty magazines. So your mother wants to know what all the stains on the jeans. And you're all gasmatics. Thanks for tuning in to the Screw Podcast with your favorite degenerates, Alicia Rose and A Love. Today we are back for episode two for our month-long topic, which is online sex work. And what we're going to do today is reflect on our first episode of the month and discuss some answers to questions that we had, along with elaborating with more information. And also, Aaron did a little research that he Whoa. wants to share some information <laughs> for. So, so two things should be said right up front. One, Whoa. I... Right. One, I got astronomically high um, on that, that little vape pen thing right before I got on. And two, that like New York is losing like internet and like electricity. So like you're, you're, you're just uh, pinning it together and coming through on your telephone today. So we will yes. make best with what we got, but this is our... Yeah, sorry about the audio. Okay. Um, oh, right. Oh, shit. Okay. You did get <laughs> that's, that. That's me. Okay. That's my go. Okay. Cue Aaron. Okay. So, so we actually talked. <laughs> we talked <laughs> about. Oh, I need a, I need a hit of this, Jameson. Hold on one second. And this is not an advertisement for them, but. Mm. Oh, but, you know, if somebody from Jameson is listening to this and wants to be our sponsor, fuck yeah. <laughs> um, so we talked, talked a little bit about, like, a definition of online sex work. Because, you know, it, 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 it's kind of contentious sometimes what people, how people define things and what they think constitutes sex work and blah, 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 blah. So I, like, you know, in my head was just, like, looking around after we talked about that. And I found this, like, article in Inside Hook by Kayla Kibbe. And um, she, I just, I'm going to read a little part about it because I think it, like, like is something we can chit-chat about. So um, Maggie McNeil is a ex-worker, writer, sex worker. <laughs> I forgot the S. <laughs> Don't we all want to be ex-workers? Sex worker, writer, and activist. So, like, it kind of, like, starts out with this little thing of a quote by um, porn star Anna Roche. And she's quoted as saying, I'm tired of seeing people who post pictures or videos online calling themselves sex workers. And she put this in her Twitter thread. And, um, this was echoing similar criticisms of amateurs in various branches of online sex work, accused of stealing valor from supposedly real sex workers. So <laughs> I thought that was interesting enough. So Maggie McNeil says, well, as far as McNeil is concerned, anyone selling their own erotic labor is in fact a sex worker. I like the term erotic labor okay yeah that's, acknowledged... a, that's a way better way than i put it yesterday <laughs> right. uh, last week yesterday <laughs> right so she went on to say that online sex work becomes more popular people are claiming the mantle of sex worker who really shouldn't because they think it's going to give them cachet however she adds that's just one half of a weird dynamic currently at play which others who are engaging with sex work decline to identify with the sex industry or attempt to distance themselves from others in a field that what is often criticized as a display of internalized horophobia. So I got to tell you, it's the first time I've heard the term horophobia. And then she goes, essentially, the debate comes down to who should and should not call themselves sex workers. On one side are those who stand accused of appropriating a marginalized identity for clout. And on the other are those who stand accused of refusing that identity identity out of horophobia. What no one can yeah. seem to agree on, however, is who belongs on which side. So yeah, like this is a absolutely. classic case of gate gatekeeping, right? Like yeah. somebody is trying to own the definition of what this is and therefore uh, prevent other people from owning their own definitions as individuals. It reminds me it reminds me of any subculture, any marginalized group or any you know, any anything, really, or any group of people, let's put it that way, 
I'm just thinking of like wrestling, for example. There's so many people who are like, you're not a real wrestling fan if you only watch WWE. It's like, that's so gatekeepy. What the yeah. fuck? You can absolutely be a real fan just because you don't watch what Japan is doing right now. It doesn't mean you're not yeah. a real fan of wrestling. You just watch one type of this thing. Just because you do sex work in one realm and not the other doesn't not make you a sex worker, right? So like, right. I, I, I fall right in the, I guess, the middle of that debate. But I also think that, you know, people, do people use the word, use words like sex worker for quote? I did, I guess I never really ran into that a ton. So I'm, right. I'm more surprised by that discourse of like, yeah. people are using this for quote. It's like, well, is, is what kind of clout being exactly? A, right. <laughs> as, is dealing with horophobia, for example. I don't know. I'm sure there is some kind of clout that comes with it in, in certain circles. Sure. Like I'm not in those circles. And so I understand that there's probably definitely, you know, some it's given, it, I, I don't know. I guess it's, it's now cool to do in certain circles and stuff. So either way, but, uh, I, I still believe that if you are selling like, like she said, anything erotic, I think that's sex work. Yeah. You know? But that's that's a really good way of putting it. Is like yeah. both sides are, are essentially fucking gatekeeping this whole well, situation. And yeah. you know what that that tells me? It tells me that people fall all over and along the the spectrum with how they're thinking about it and talking about it. And certainly, people there are some people that aren't identifying as sex workers for other reasons other than horophobia, right? You know, just as like, there's a, a multitude of reasons. Maybe they're not identifying that way because they heard other sex workers say, you're not a sex worker if you only do this. Right, and this, I right? know. It, it, it's always <laughs> it's a vicious like, circle with this shit, I swear. That's yeah, identity politics so for you. If you need to like find a way to get into the weeds over anything and everything, it's to get involved in like identity politics, even around things like this, you know? Right, right. I think it's, that people should get rid of their whore phobia, especially if you're in this world of it, right? Like stop right. having this internalized hatred of your of one. Well, because then you're just a co-opter. You're like using like right. some other thing to make money off of without like, you know, putting in kind of like the labor, not the labor of identification, but the labor of, under, you know, understanding what others have been through to do this work and to like Absolutely. have it there for you. Right. It's it's like it reminds me of like queer baiting kind of thing. You right. know? Yeah. It's, totally. it's similar in that way. It just kind of gives me that image in my head of like people that are trying to yeah, kinda of like get caught. Okay, yeah. So I, I now I I'm seeing it more clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I, at first I was like, Do people really do that? But yeah, no, there's definitely people that you know, there that do use the the term or don't use the term and for different and for wrong reasons. And so I, I agree that we just need to destigmatize the whole fucking thing in, in general, you know? I mean, the, the fact is, is, is it's, it's work and it's, it's work like off of your own labor, you know? And, and unfortunately, you know, there are still a lot of ways other people take a piece of that, you know, <laughs> like sure. I was thinking of well, online listen, sex work. You know, as, mm-hmm. There's some electricians that go and rewire an entire fucking house, and there's some electricians that only work on small jobs. It doesn't mean the guy that works on the small jobs isn't a fucking electrician at the end of the day, right? You're all right. in the same line of business. You're all dealing in customer service or and or working with your hands or body or whatever. And what degree you do it at is really... You know, that's very, like you said, that's very gatekeepy. It's very like, oh, well, you can't, like, until you suck a dick in real life on camera, you know how to fucking suck right now. Come on. You can't, until you're on a, a, a high a high production porn set, you're not a sex worker. No, well, come on. Like, how many dicks do you have to suck before you can be called a cocksucker? Well, that's the thing is people, I think, want to do that whole like, gatekeeping and also like pay your dues. I I had to deal with this nonsense, so you should have to too. No, that's not the way that it is. Right. Right. Just totally. because things are changing and getting better doesn't mean we have to say like, oh, you didn't have to deal with the, the yeah, you didn't have to be in the trenches of it. So you're not a yeah, fuck you. You know. Well, like and the and the whole idea of personal autonomy is that 
you do get to define yourself and you should respect that other people define themselves as well. And like, you know, I understand like some of the, that conversation to this is people find some of that idea very threatening. It means like you're living in a very gray area and there's, there's no map to follow, but guess what? folks the only maps that we've been given to follow are the ones that like people in power have put down for us so (laughs) you know i wouldn't say that's anywhere near personal autonomy either so you know i I think we have to be careful policing other adults and their and their behaviors and their identifications i agree i just and i also think that just again you can still be a hair stylist or a hairdresser or whatever and only do, you know, one type of service because that's what you're good at, right? Like, that's the Uh, thing is, it's like, why you do what you do and and how you do it doesn't take you out of that umbrella of you're still a part of that group of people doing that thing, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. So I like the operational definition of uh, selling your own erotic labor. And I knew somewhere in there when we were talking about it, like, that's how you have to talk about, you know, and anything that you're earning money off of. Like it's it's your labor, right? Whether you're you're working the register or you're you're selling your body, like there there's labor being put into that activity in exchange for, you know, usually currency. So Right. Agreed. <laughs> well, uh, no, I'm just saying like No, that no, was, I totally that, a good wrap up to that you know yeah you know we can we can hammer 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 on (laughs) we can hammer on so last episode we had a couple questions that we weren't sure about that we wanted answered and one of them was pay disparity amongst online sex workers who gets paid the least the most etc so did you find any information on that because we said we had no clue so I, I, I like that we asked the question because it always forces me to like say, well, how, how would we get an idea of that? And, you know, obviously there are several either people opining on it, doing smaller studies, but I thought, let me go to like the kind of balls of it and go to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, like, like any government run <laughs> agency, <laughs> <laughs> this is a very convoluted website that like I, you either have to be like a hardcore fan of like dissecting how they it's a data dump right so and for those of you not familiar with that term it's like essentially when like you have a bunch of kind of barely categorized information but like people are reporting on certain things so then it's on you to kind of like do your best diligence on piecing that material together. So um, sure. that's what I was aiming for. And, um, you know, I, I didn't have luck, but I may, I was able to like kind of understand why I didn't have luck. <laughs> so okay. one of the, one of the problems is for any of the data that they are collecting 1099 work, you know, the typical kind of stuff, a lot of these websites will pay you out as um, is mm-hmm. all under one all under one category, essentially. (laughs) So, or they have like industry stuff, but there's not like an industry category yet for online sex work, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and this may be just like a lagging behind on a government agency, like collecting that data properly and, and organizing it properly, or it could be in a general thing, a thing that's kind of being done to protect the government like from knowing exactly what you do not in like a nefarious way but in a like not to be targeted kind of way so um you know like i i i I hope you know on some like level that we learn more about it because you know even and this is an interesting thing too just like ferreting around on there like seeing you know there is data on race and ethnicity and, and 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 gender you know amongst groups of jobs but it's um, sometimes like parsed out in this, you know, let's talk about Latino and Hispanic data versus African-American data versus whatever, rather than mm-hmm. like having it all in an easy to compare thing. So, um, <laughs> you know, I did get like an idea that like one would probably have to like start looking at more like 
academic journal articles if you know we'd have to be um, looking for people who are studying that specifically. So that you sure. know, for for the unpaid labor at the Screw Podcast, that was like beyond my pay grade. <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, it's clear that there's not uh, readily available data, and that's fair. Right. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so our next question that we had for ourselves to answer was, um, what is the most common listed perk? of being a sex worker. We said working for oneself and what did you find? Okay, so there there is a lot of like um, articles about this, but the one I found that um, I kind of thought framed it really nice was an article uh, in uh, The Conversation, um, which <laughs> I'll just read their tagline kind of funny academic rigor and journalistic flair <laughs> so it's like a little data with a little bit of like exploitation in there somewhere um so the the article um is a really interesting article i'll just say this it has a lot of breakdowns into like you know um first of all the name of it is sex work part of the online gig economy is a lifeline for marginalized workers right so you know yeah. Um, we can think about like you know who like those how people we said are. Disabled and right, right. and also and the, I know that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of work for you know BIPOC people that are you know especially there's like a lot of like rich white men that are like looking to be like degraded for example like I know there's like a ton of that which is been, it's like that's so fantastic right like to yeah. to know there there's was a place. <laughs> yeah no totally Sorry, like and a random thought in my head <laughs> no it's true and i mean within that I, there was a lot of talk about transgender um individuals being you know finding that uh, a place where they had to go you know um because they were facing discrimination in the non-sexual labor market and i also like that term that the non-sexual labor market it kind of right, it kind of makes right. it seem like the sex labor market is the predominant one and then uh, there's those normies over in the non yeah, the non yeah sexual the people labor. that don't do the fun stuff yeah <laughs> yeah so so you know you did talk a little bit about sex workers earning and like the article went into that and in a i think a really realistic way. So this particular person who did the research said globally, worldwide, full-time performers on average could earn $10,000 a month. But that was like commonly those kind of wages went to exclusively young, white, thin, cisgendered women. Um, So, um, and then they delve into it a little bit better. Most of the top earners are from the U.S., spent years building a brand but most cam models work part-time and median earnings were a thousand dollars a month. Oh, so, you know, it's, 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 I mean, which is not very much in today's economy. (laughs) So, um, um, so they were the, an article that like generally supported kind of the stuff we said, what are the benefits of online sex work? Like other gig workers, sex workers do not receive benefits such as employer-provided health care, vacation, or retirement packages. And there is a lot of right. administrative work. Um, but right. most people said the benefits of the work are much the same as independent jobs, like contract jobs. You get to work from home on your own schedule, afford to the nine-to-five job, uh, okay. that kind of thing. And then um, and many people said it's the job they feel least exploited for their labor which I thought was, Mm -hmm. that's a very interesting way to say it. Cause you know, most people in their, you know, misconception bullshit is that everybody who is like, you know, doing like some sort of online sex work is being exploited or exploiting themselves. (laughs) You you name your price, honey. There's no exploitation at all. As far as like, if you're doing everything like consensually and all that, like there's no, you're good to go, you know? Sure. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think, you know, that, that, that's the kind of thing it's, there's this, this, you know, de-identification that people have across like labor markets sometimes, but like, if you've ever worked like a shift out of McDonald's, which I did for many years and like found yourself working a long, greasy, smelly shift with like 
one 15 minute break and like a quick half an hour break of which, ooh, you get a discounted half off like meal at the place that you work and cook the food of all day. And then you're like waiting on like nonstop customers. And then there's like a clog in the bathroom and you're expected to then go mop up shit. Like, and then you're going to do all, do all of this for like minimum wage. Have fun. If that's not an expectation of labor, I don't fucking know what it is. So, right. Right. Exactly. There's so many physical jobs that like don't do not pay nearly enough, especially with like the risk of like mm-hmm. hurting yourself and all that. Like, it's just, it's insane. And like the fact is that it's, Yes, it's a physical job, but it certainly is nothing like that. We're, you know, the most we're hurting is like, you know, our insides for a day or two, right? <laughs> right. It's too hard. It's not, you know, yeah, sure. There's sometimes there's some people and there are some acts that are a little bit more extreme over the top. I shouldn't downplay that there are people that are doing those things, but for you know the average sex worker that is just doing you know average fetish stuff i would say that like we're probably not putting our bodies on the line every day mm. you know mm. well said so, ouchie ouchie you know yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so what's the next one so the next question that we had was how do people find online sex workers? We said Twitter, TikTok, etc. What did you find for information? Okay, so like people aren't like exactly like spewing where they find this stuff all all over the the internet, but I did find a couple interesting articles. So we had talked about Twitter and TikTok. One of the articles I found um, it was about. Uh, eight social media apps for sex, sex workers to promote their brand, right? And I, and I mentioned this because, like, Twitter was on there. And they're talking a little bit about, like, you know, where people can get, like, a taste. And I always think about this in Vegas when they hand out the little, like, business cards for, like, the, the, the sex workers in, in Vegas, right. you know, that have, like, mm-hmm. the number to call and make your appointment and sure. all that. So they listed Snapchat, WhatsApp, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and whatever Twitter is. Have you ever heard of Twitter? No. <laughs> I'm afraid to hit that thing. I'm but this, so old. <laughs> I, don't I know. So <laughs> this is kind of like a fun like article in general, like you know, because uh, they also list social media terms of use for sex workers. So it's kind of giving you like the lingo that is used that sex workers will use on these things to not get banned from these particular apps. Sure. Um, tips for promoting your sex work business on social media and um, how to promote your sex work business on social today. So yeah, I found that, um, which I thought, okay, that's kind of cool. So like the only other thing I found that I thought was interesting is uh, article on the daily dot called the best web hosting services for sex workers and adult artists. Um, and I liked it because the article started out being a sex worker online is difficult in the post sesta Basta era, uh, which we've talked about on the podcast before. After right. the law passed through Congress in 2018, websites began pulling providers posts and restricting non-suitable and SFW communities. Then Wix shut down sex workers' websites and Google deleted their Google Drive files. So um, this gives like a f- few very interesting like um, resources, um, but it also lists some really good, like if you're looking for stuff like sex workers, um, you know, uh, these sites are pretty pro sex workers and a lot of them are run by women. Um, like including Red Umbrella, which is run by Melissa Mariposa. Mariposa means butterfly in Spanish, in case you didn't know that. <laughs> um, and these services are very, like, have really good, like, ethical porn advocacy and defending in, in internet privacy and stigma around sex work and, and stuff like that. So um, definitely check out this article because um, they list a lot of really good sites and why they're cool and quirky, um, including stuff for if you're somebody who draws 
the naked bodies. Um, there's um, Koopa Networks, K-U-P-A-A Networks, because, you know, you got to be able to draw those those fantasies out. So, and budget friendly <laughs> web hosts was listed as Neo Cities, which looks kind of fucking cool. It like reminds me of Geo Cities, but <laughs> it's uh they support eighteen plus uh, materials. So like if you're from like the whole Tinder world and whatever, and not Tinder, what was I thinking? What was the one that like kind of went away? Tumblr, Tumblr. You know, and I know a lot of people used to follow a lot of porn and different things on there. Um, these things look like next generation sites that like do a good job at keeping it ethical and legal and uh, protecting privacy. So there you go. Awesome. Well, that's very helpful. And I've learned something. I will probably use that information. So thank you. <laughs> the next question okay. that we had was, what was the worst aspect of online sex work? And we came to the conclusion that like customers that are shitty, getting found out or docs, et cetera, things like that. Right. Um, so we got like a gold star. For, we got a gold star for this one, right? So, oh, okay. uh, so last year, reports surfaced claiming that an estimated 1.4 to 4 terabytes of data is stolen from subscription adult-based platforms. Um, poor security can also increase the risk of doxing, which is when someone reveals personal information about someone else in a malicious way. When doxed, sex workers are often shamed and made to feel guilty about the work they are doing. Uh, unfortunately, there have been several stories in the last years of sex workers experiencing doxing so um you know there was a big thing in the new york post about a paramedic that was doxxed for um their own right. account so right. you know it, it did sound overall like yes there is from actual like sex workers all over i found like complaints about just customers being like um, you know, intimidating or just kind of bad customers, which we did talk about. And then the other, the other number one thing was like getting found out or being doxxed. So, um, right. you know, and, and I think that's where, and that goes like all that stolen material, that's a problem because that does endanger you like getting found out It's spreading material and platforms that you don't trust and that you're, you know, haven't given your consent to. So, you know, this is a shitty part of the job, I would say. Yeah, definitely with all has always been a fear and a, you know, just not that I have to worry about people finding out what I do, but just like all that other nonsense that with people being shitty to you, you know, always creeps into my mind. But luckily I have an amazing law firm on my side that would help me with any of that stuff because that's what they specialize in. So fuck it. Fuck yeah. Um not that I wanted to deal with that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, always have a law, a lawyer in mind if you need it. Um, so the next question that we had was the average length of an online sex worker's career. What is that? And we said, we don't know. So, you know, like a lot of things are, I think still, and maybe this is a testament to it, still being a little bit fledgling in, in its its iteration, but a lot more stuff about how to do it safely, how to do it economically, things like that. Um, so what I chose to kind of look at instead, and for lack of information, was this really great ACLU article that came out, uh, across called Sex Work is Real Work and It's Time to Treat It That Way. And I think the reason this is relatable is, you know, it, a lot of people can get out of some of these things because of, you know, it in many ways being, you know, sometimes like legally iffy for people, you know, uh, ideas of harassment, you know, ideas of like, you know, exposing yourself, you know, to different kinds of clients that you, you may not need to if it was like decriminalized, you know, um, there's right, a lot right. of conversation about how decriminalization and like destigmatizing would help, you know, the LGBT community considerably. So um, we're going to link this article. Um, it, it, it talks about what you can do to help decriminalize sex work. Um, so right. we're going to include a link of that in our, our thingy thing, thingy thingy. Awesome. Yes. 
Um, so another question we had was, what are some misconceptions of online sex work for other, you know, that other people have? We said that unworthy. We said unworthy. Yeah, that's one of the words I wrote down. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. What that that, like, I think I think the context <laughs> is like un, 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 Oh, you know what? I don't know what the context is. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, well, I remember that we were t- we were saying that people thought that like you know we're lazy, it's easy to do. We come from bad right. families. We have daddy issues. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Like we so, can't possibly love ourselves. All that shit. Yeah. So I found this cool-ish article. I say ish because you know. I mean, I'm sure my analysis was not completely thorough, but um, um, there are lots of myth articles about sex work. This one is by a Allison Sparks, um, and it's seven common myths about online sex workers. So the first myth is that sex workers are always aroused and ready to like participate on short notice. Uh, yeah. The second myth is lack skill or a strong worth ethic and talent, which is why we turn to sex work. Right. We uh, talked about that. Yeah. Like, like, like you could possibly never do anything else. <laughs> right. Myth number three, our job requires less effort than a nine to five job. Right. 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 Myth number four, we have no self-esteem or morals and can't have healthy relationships ourselves. Did we write this article? I know. I swear we talked about <laughs> it's all like these everything things. we went over. Yeah. <laughs> Myth number five: We provide no real value to our customers. So right. basically, you're just another pretty face. Myth number six: We need to be saved from our jobs, like that the work that we're doing is not by oh, choice. Right. We need somebody. Yeah, to we want us. somebody to swoop in and pay our bills for us, right? Yeah, and number seven: That all we do is push porn onto porn addicted audiences. Yeah, so I mean, what? I I think <laughs> I I mean like so the idea that you're perpetuating like porn addiction, you right, know, yeah. that that, no, that it's another reason that you suck because you know your choice does this. So bad people thing. shouldn't work at McDonald's flipping hamburgers because it promotes eating fast food. Uh-huh. Right? Like that's that's so ridiculous. Get out of here. Yeah, that? you know what? I'll I'll read what she wrote about this because I think it is well said. For the most part, porn in society isn't viewed as something beneficial at all. It is labeled as dirty, simple, and bad, which it definitely yeah. isn't. Although we like although we like to admit it or not, porn has its own place in modern society. Porn provides people with a chance to explore their sexuality in a judgment-free space. Perhaps they are into water sports, a.k.a. Eurolongnia. I've never called it Eurolongnia. But they're <laughs> part, but they're part, so piss play for, for everybody else. Right. But, they're, but, but their partner may not be into it. So they watch this type of porn or find a camp performer that caters to this particular kink. And as long as right. it doesn't slip into the territory of porn addiction, which itself is a loaded term, that isn't exactly grounded in science. There is nothing right, wrong with that. Right, right. Yep. Let me say I love it. She says this is so cute. Let me say it louder for those in the back. It is perfectly healthy to watch porn and masturbate. (laughs) Yes. And if you want to work out your water sports fetish, just come to me off of OnlyFans because it's not allowed there. Oh. It's allowed. allowed, Oh, it's not allowed on OnlyFans. It's not allowed on OnlyFans. It's allowed on many videos. If you don't consume it, but if OnlyFans is stricter because of their the credit card processing company that owns it or whatever. So, so I don't know. they have yeah. stupid rules. Them. So the oh. other side of that coin was like misconceptions about online sex work by newbie workers, and you were right on par from what I could tell for the most part because. Um, the misjudging level of work and commitment. There's a lot of articles now catering how to like do this work cost effectively and like mind your labor. So I would right. say like, you know, that means a lot of people got into it and are like, oh shit, this is at least a 40 hour a week job. Like, right, uh, right. okay, okay. 
Like, I mean, right. not to say people can't sell a few videos and maybe have like that it look and find themselves on a few weeks. Right. Or if they're know, brand new or blah, blah, like, blah. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. So, you know, just to, you know, to put it into a brief perspective, today's work. Is, what's today? Thursday? Thursday. Uh-huh. Okay. So I woke up at 7 a.m., which is actually later than I wanted to wake up. I wanted to wake up at 5 to get ready, but my body did not allow me that one this time. I was very, very tired. So I woke up at 7 a.m. My roommate was getting ready to leave. They left. I had to clean the house. So I cleaned the house really quick. It took me about two hours to get everything done. Then I jumped in the shower. I got out of the shower. I put on a bra and a skirt. I got on... I got situated on my couch I started to do my makeup and I went live on TikTok with my boobs just kind of dangling you know obviously not showing anything but like in my bra uh-huh. I uh-huh. spent I think 45 minutes live on TikTok while doing my makeup so I do not have a minute alone at this point right I'm I'm, I'm streaming my day already uh, <laughs> I get my makeup on so that that gains me you know 50 or so followers on TikTok it depends on what I'm doing. Sometimes when I'm bouncing around, I'll have more. I had about 500 viewers, then it trickled down, and then at some point it was like 10. So I got off. <laughs> then I went into my bedroom. I set up my camera with my lights because I, I had my makeup on. And I figured out, I turned off my AC so then my room started to wear stuff real quick. I figured out what it was I was going to film. I filmed it at the end of this video it was about this one today was i forget it was like 15 minutes or something um that's an unedited at the end of that video i squirted my face per the request of the person receiving it i squirted my face with my squirting dildo and the nut butter that it comes with which got right into my eyeball directly into my eyeball so then i had to redo my entire face of makeup, including my eyelashes, to then continue making, I think, six more custom videos, five regular standard videos that I could sell to anybody. I Mm. set up a couple things. Then after that, I edited a few videos. Then after that, I got on this call, and and I I sent out some videos too. I got on this call with Aaron to talk about sex work. And then after this, I'm going to rate the dick ratings inside my inbox. It's 9 p.m., by the way. I'm going to rate the dick ratings inside my inbox that are waiting for me. I'm going to edit two more videos and send them to the people because they're customs and they're waiting on them. Then I am going to figure out what it is I have to film tomorrow, do a little bit more administrative, you know, inbox replies, and then I might be able to go to bed. That's just one day, and I do this every day of the week. I don't have days off. No days Damn, off. Girl. Damn. Now, I oh. will say, if I was getting fucked on camera regularly, I would absolutely have probably two days off a week, but I'm not. So, in the interim, it's boarding dildos and custom floor, and I am pumping out mass quantities of volume of content in order to be able to survive, you know? So, you know, that's somebody that's been doing this for seven years. That puts it in perspective, for sure. And, like, and I have my fan base, and, like, listen, I can survive off of half of what I'm making, but I don't want to. I want to be able to pay off the IRS in a timely manner. I want to be able to, you know, pay off my student loans, shit like that. So it's, like, it's this weird people think you're really just sitting around all day. And I'm like, yeah, maybe some, some people are, or maybe there's this illusion that they are. I sit around all day and I'm hot and you give me money. Yeah. It's called persona. Like we all have a gimmick and a persona. That doesn't mean that that person's actually sitting around all day. Maybe they are good for them, but most of us are not. 90% of us are absolutely not sitting around all day. You know, <laughs> that is very, sorry true. for that long ass friend. No, I think, but, that's but, a misconception. but I know a lot of people that started to do sex work and then they backed out after like a few months and like, I get to go back to work. It's like, yeah, it's, that's, it's a tough job. And good for yeah. anybody that can do it. And it's not, it doesn't mean you're a failure if you can't. It's not for everybody, you know? Well, I mean, I do think that it's 
it speaks to what we were talking about as far as like you know real like real perceptions of like what what the job entails you know because like we you know once you're doing this job it's not like you know it's kind of is like consulting work there's no right. one way to one way to do it you're it's not like when you start at a job and they give you a policies and procedures manual you know right. <laughs> like i and, and i think that's one of the things i do like about it because it does seem in looking at a lot of these things um you know uh that there's a on one level, you know, that there is a lot of the community trying to help each other figure it out and like sharing best tips, and 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 I and there's not a lot of lot of jobs in this world where you know most of them are so highly competitive in one sense that people aren't about to tell you, you know, right. what they what right. they did to do well at their their particular position, you know, unfortunately. Right. No, absolutely. I feel like sex workers are always helping each other out in terms of, you know, even yeah. just on this podcast alone, we've done at least two episodes regarding tips and tricks on, on just, you know, basic sex worker knowledge and stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so that was actually the other question that we had was, our, you know, our sex workers comrades. And I said, you know, there's definitely some sneaky shit that happens. Because, you know, yeah. there's co- competition, but then, again, there's also some awesome camaraderie and friendships that are formed. Um, what did you find for information? So I found a really kind of cool resource from OnlyFans.com. She's squirting. Um, you know, some free hype for her. Um, she also has a nice. Twitter at sw underscore support underscore page so uh it's a sex her twitter is a sex work support um page um so um so she did this kind of like helpful resource on interactions with other sex workers so um you know while i didn't find anything that directly like said are are they comrades or enemies come this was something that kind of like gave you an etiquette lesson on like the best way to do these kind of things. So, um, you know, so, and, and I've experienced this before too, when somebody hits you up, like, you know, and you're like, I, I don't, what do you want from me exactly? So she wrote, many sex workers like to trade trials with each other and like each other's posts. This can help build mm-hmm. the viewed appeal of your page. You can also use this as an opportunity to find inspiration for others. Many also arrange shout outs with each other on the platform to game subs. You will find more success from these if you match with the other person, like your style, gender or sexual orientation. So I thought that was pretty cool. And like the the, the little page gives, um, you know, ways to do these, you know, find a suitable person, arrange the details, you know, when you do it, swap promotions. And we've done actually a lot of this stuff with with the podcast too, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's, I've it's done a, this on OnlyFans before. And I actually forgot that this is like a thing that actually is, is done often is that like people will trade like each other's little like advertisement photo that has like all the little information and will like advertise across other people's OnlyFans. And then it's like, Oh, like I know one of my good friends, that like kind of got me on OnlyFans. They, you know, they'll advertise for me. I'll advertise for them, and we mm. have a lot of similar subs now because of mm. it. Because they're like, oh well, I like your style, and I also like your style. This works okay, cool. You know, we both yeah. have big tits, for example. <clears throat> that's that's very cool. So right. Um, so sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you, no, no, no. Yeah. She. So like in the in the context of like like what not to do. Uh, she wrote, uh, don't send creators any trials randomly with no context. Try and contact yeah. them on their normal social media first. Um, you should also never poach fans from others. This includes commenting on others' posts, things that may lure subs yeah. to your profile, or That's directly contacting no, no. subs with trials or offers. This is the rudest yeah. thing you can do in this line of work. So. There's, there's some people that if you make a post, they'll go in and comment with, like, their OnlyFans link under your post and never even follow you or anything. It's like, no, 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 no. Absolutely not. People kind of cut the shit on that recently, but, like, I'll still see it sometimes. I'm like, wow, people are grimy. 
Yeah, Sorry. they are super grindy. No, 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 bad, no. That's bad etiquette, you know? Interact. It's true. And every, everybody interacts back. As soon as you see a sex worker interacting with you, as long as you have, you know, if you have too big of a platform, obviously not. But, like, typically, if you see a sex worker interacting with you, you interact back with them, you know? And then there's, like, sex worker following, follower game trains where, like, people will get in on, like, a little DM space and, like, be like, hey, can everybody retweet this post for me? Mm-hmm. And everybody does it for each other, things like that. So That's awesome. Yeah, see, I like mm-hmm. that shit. So um, I, I'm going to go ahead and link this because there's more detail. Like, I'm not going to, like, go through all of it. But, like, I think it's actually, if you're new to the game and are looking for some, like, edit kit things, which, honestly, like, for a lot of things, there isn't. Like, I remember signing right. up for Rent Men and, like, I'm like, what is the etiquette on here? Like, what, you know, people, you know, because you always think sometimes in this kind of work that somebody's trying to fucking scam you in some way. Either convince you to do something and it's, you know, not something that you thought it was, you know, shit like that. You know, like, I remember one guy contacted me and like, oh, I really, you know, like, you know, we, we should collaborate. And like, I'm like, on what exactly (laughs) (laughs) collaborate how (laughs) you know only to find out that like you know in the moment like he had some client that wanted like you know somebody like me as well at the same time and i was just like okay like i don't even know you i don't even know you like how am i gonna like do a scene with you and i don't even know you like i can't that's not that's not in my uh skill set let's put it that way right right yeah yeah there's there's <sighs> definitely some bad etiquette and it's just it's interesting how people but but that actually brings me to the last question is what was the biggest advice from sex workers about sex work and we said safety and you yeah. found for info yeah so um the best thing i found i like in looking for this was uh a little article called The Sex Worker's Self-Care Kit by Anna Borges. I just highlighted a few things. Stress management, social support, protect yourself on social media, self-care, meaning don't ignore your physical demands of the job, make sure you hydrate and nourish your body, set boundaries, develop healthy ways to process negative work experiences, like if you have a bad customer interaction or whatever, figure out how to like de-escalate and take care of yourself. Um, and I thought this was cute. Keep your vanilla friends close. Uh, and what they meant was help with your work-life balance. While it's great to have a lot of like connections and allies in the sex work world, like you need to remember you also have a life outside of the sex work world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have tons of friends that are not sex workers just because I don't want to talk about work. <laughs> right. Exactly. Who um, wants to talk about their job outside of work, right? Oh, yeah. And for those of you who like, can have access, find a good sex work affirming therapist. Um, Be easy on yourself with internalized stigmas. Um, And remember, this was like the top thing, it's okay to not always love your job. True. So like, and I, and I think that's important because like, I think sometimes it can feel cataclysmic, like when you're doing it and it, it, it starts actually like having all those like, like, shitty feelings of a regular job but plus plus right Right. it's like i'm like you know being very um you know vulnerable with my body on one level you know is it worth doing that you know kind of thing and like that can like wear you out and wear you down so um i'm gonna link up this article too because it is a treasure trove of things like you know within all those things that i talked about like she actually offers like more detailed information like building a stress prevention toolkit you know like i and and i think these they're actionable things right and like i think you know we all talk about things like oh you should do x y and z but what does it mean to do x y and z what does it mean to pay like do (laughs) self-care you know right it just sounds like some abstract phrase that you're saying instead of an actual exactly an actual actionable item an actual oh gosh say that 10 times fast actual action <laughs> i can't even say it fucking <laughs> oh, so, right, so, yeah. so to conclude we were discussing the nifty archives and how they came to be as far as how people found them and so uh, we weren't really sure to how to find that info so we did a little poll on our twatter 
and <laughs> it looks like we it looks like we got some uh some numbers back what did we get for numbers i'll just say like i had to word this in a way that like i was in, actually interested in like because i'll say for myself first i have i have no fucking idea like I have no idea. I can't. I can't remember. But I definitely came hard, and that was the category that <laughs> won at forty-two percent. Um, See, yeah. So, yeah. I think it was like I swear it was like embedded advertisements from other porn it, websites. It's probably like yeah, yeah. So thirty-seven percent of people said porn websites. Five uh, percent oh, okay. said a porn mag, and sixteen percent said word of mouth. And like, if I were to guess anything about how I found out, I would I would say it was probably word of mouth before the other two. I'm not like a huge consumer of like porn websites, or I wasn't back then, or or porn magazines, you know. Um, sure. But like, somebody left us a kind of cool comment too, like um, about it. Uh, uh, they're coming across because of some window server. And I was like, cool. Like nifty simultaneously, like seemed to check like a cool geek cred box and like a porn filth box. So I'm like super happy about that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I love that. Yeah. I know. I mean, I was, I was a literatica consumer and I remember that I, I think I found it as like, it was like, in, in on like the right hand side as an advertisement, like you know, right. one that you just stays on the and I like clicked on it one day and I was like, wait, this is free! Holy shit, this is free! I can right. do this for free. And uh, I was an English nerd forever, right? And like, they I, like, say socialism when I was, like, work. Eight, you know. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. So yeah, no, that's, <laughs> so it's so fun to find those those numbers. But thank you for everybody that participated in that. Yeah, appreciate and, it, and hopefully more of those to come. You know, yeah, we're doing sure. like a be deep. We're doing a deeper dive into something next week, right? Yeah. So be sure to follow us everywhere online because that would be fantastic. We are on Instagram and Twitter at the Screw NYC. Fuck yeah, that's right? us. Is that the question? Yeah. No, oh, yeah, yeah, that's totally, totally correct. (laughs) And we're actually on TikTok now, too, so we're going to post more there, too, soon, and all that. Um, Hell, yeah. And then make sure that you actually see the the link to this episode so you can get this information, and and feel free to send it out to any other friends of yours. And um, uh, uh, did I have anything else? Do we have anything else? Uh, Well, visit newperorder.com, as always. I didn't do that. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, that was awesome. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for a deeper, deeper dive into online sex work with your love, Alicia Rose, (laughs) and your other love, A Love. (laughs) Ah, I like that. That's a lot of love. That's a lot of love, baby. A lot of love. (laughs) Fuck yeah. All right, bye. Uh